Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Mark 7. Well, today we return to the discussion of tradition, and you may remember that discussion and the accompanying Fiddler on the Roof reference from reading through the Gospel of Matthew. And today we return to that discussion, even seeing one of the same instances now in Mark that we saw in Matthew, where Jesus discusses tradition with his disciples and in the context of uh, controversy with the Pharisees. And from Mark's account, there are two clear things that I want you to see about tradition as we read through Mark. 7. And those two things are, first, tradition cannot cover hypocrisy. And then second, and very related to that, tradition cannot change the heart. So those are two things that I want you to see as we read through Mark 7. The first one, tradition cannot cover hypocrisy. We see there at the beginning. And you might remember some of the details. It's an issue of washing of hands. Um, And it says in verse 3, For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the tradition of the elders when they come from the marketplace. They do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions that they observe, such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. Now, uh, what I want you to note there, these are man-made traditions. These are not commandments of God. And again, the concern with washing the hands isn't hygiene. It is uh, traditional and ceremonial, and it goes beyond even what the Old Testament commands. And even if you're doing uh, the revival from the Bible reading plan, oh, there might be an Old Testament reading today, which you're probably in the middle of Leviticus. And so you've been reading from Leviticus and from Exodus, and you remember uh, some of the laws there for Israel in the Old Testament. And you might say, I don't remember the part of washing of hands, or I remember the a long chapter about uh, leprosy and how to check for that, but I don't remember stuff about cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches and all all these things. Uh, I don't remember that in the Bible. Well, this is because these were human traditions that grew up around the scriptures. So they are not upset that the disciples are in sin and breaking God's commandments. Uh, They are upset uh, because uh, the traditions of the Pharisees and the elders here are not being kept. And Jesus, he goes straight to the heart of the matter where he calls them hypocrites. And he says this, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. And so one, Jesus even calls out in general that it's not right to teach as doctrines, to teach as truth, to teach as really binding and commandments of God what is actually just a commandment of men. Uh, But clearly he's upset by more than that because he says, you leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. So it's not just that they are 
teaching these things and elevating these things. It's that they are leaving the commandments of God to do so. And then he goes on to give an example of how they would do that, how God commands you to honor your father and mother, but they came up with a traditional way around that. And he's saying that's hypocritical. And that's one thing. When we think about tradition, uh, usually what will come up in our contexts now is is different uh, than what was going on in first century Israel. Uh, but there are still traditions uh, in modern churches. And we talked more about this last time, but that's where we need to realize even some of those more modern traditions, they cannot protect you from hypocrisy. And even that's something, as I've done ministry, uh, you know, you, you would see this. You would see people that if you just looked at the outside, if you looked at, you know, what people would consider traditional, hey, that person shows up to church every week. That person always sits in the same spot right there along that aisle. That person clearly participates in the worship. They may lift their hands higher than anybody. But then as a pastor, you start doing counseling and you realize, hey, that person is I'm leading worship and I see them. Well, now I'm counseling them. And as I'm talking about what's going on in their home, it is drunkenness and anger. And it's just, it's a mess, right? This nice outside can't cover up the sin on the inside. And that is something that is important for us today. God still is not merely looking at the externals. He is looking at our hearts and having a nice external and doing uh, the things kind of at your church that would be traditional and right. And even some of those things that are not just traditions of men, but commandments of God, like going to church, uh, right? Just doing those things in the external sense does not mean that there's not hypocrisy in our hearts. And that's because of the second thing I want us to see from Mark 7, tradition cannot change the heart. And that's where uh, it's it's important, I think, to see the connection uh, to this next passage, uh, starting in verse 14, where he calls people to him and he says to them, hear me, all of you, and understand there is nothing outside a person that is going into him that can defile him, but the things that come out of a person are what defile him, right? Our heart is where the problem is. It's not eating with unwashed hands. Uh, and then he goes on at the end. Well, in the middle there, he, he says, then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him since it enters not his heart, but his stomach and is expelled? Thus he declared all foods clean. That parenthetical comment is probably included because if you read Acts, you know what kind of food you ate quickly become quickly became a point of tension and division even in the early church. And so here, uh, the gospel writer under the inspiration of Holy Spirit is making clear, hey, Jesus Jesus already made this clear, guys. All foods are clean. You can eat whatever you want. Uh, but then he goes on to say, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. And so we need to watch our 
hearts. And let's just think, one thing we talked about even in our last discussion of tradition was music. And you see that in churches, there was the worship wars over the style of music. And I remember that being a controversial thing when I was a kid. And not just what kind of music you would listen, what would do at church, but what would you listen to, right? And oh man, if you listen to any secular music, you know, you are just so worldly or for some people, whoa, is, is contemporary Christian music okay to listen to? Or should we be only listening to classical music or older things that were written hundreds of years ago? And there's a whole debate and discussion we could have about that. And clearly on one side, we should say, well, there, there are kinds of music that Christians have no business listening to when they are exalting all of these evil things that Jesus lists here. But let's just say you take the most, you know, traditional or conservative thing and you say, well, I am only going to listen to classical music or hymns. And if that's what you want to do, that's, that's fine. But here's the thing, doing that cannot change your heart. You can only listen to classical music and hymns and your heart can still be full of adultery and sensuality and envy and pride and foolishness. External traditions cannot change our heart. And another passage that speaks to this very well and very clearly is Colossians chapter 2, where he talks to them even about what they're eating or what they are celebrating as far as festivals or different days or what they're saying about the Sabbath. And he's talking about some of the man-made rules that spring up uh, alongside the scripture. And he says in verse 23 of Colossians 2, these have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. So tradition cannot change the heart. External rules cannot in actuality stop the indulgence of the flesh because Jesus cares about what's going on in our hearts and the actions that flow from that. Things like theft, sexual immorality, deceit, wickedness, coveting, the things he lists here. Those, they definitely will lead to actions, but they come from our heart and that is what defiles us. So what we can have discussions about traditions and well, what kind of music should you listen to and all these different things, but the bottom line is watch your heart and don't don't think that just traditions will will change your heart for you. Uh, that's where we need the Holy Spirit. We need to really pursue Christ through sanctification. All right. So a couple other things to note here, the next two parts of chapter seven, I think it's possible the order here where he's talking about clean and unclean, and then it immediately has him go to the a Gentile woman here that may be part of that. And, and that's a good thing for us to realize. If we're going to do ministry, some of the people we're going to do ministry to might not fit neatly into our traditional box. And it's a good reminder that somebody that's lost is lost, right? right? You're clean cut neighbor who always keeps his yard pristine, but doesn't know Jesus. He's lost just like the, you know, tattoo, chain smoking, uh, motorcycle riding, uh, rebellious neighbor on the other side that doesn't know Jesus. They're both lost. And if we try to say, well, I'm going to only minister to people that kind of fit my world, mm, that's not going to work. And again, though, you see what's highlighted is the faith of this woman. It is, uh, Jesus even says for this statement, which really was a statement of faith as she pleaded with Christ, uh, has 
you may go your way. The demon has left your daughter. And then the last section, we see Jesus heals a deaf man. And this part actually is only recorded in the gospel of Mark. And it's interesting how Jesus takes him aside and put his fingers into his ears. And after spitting, touched his tongue, you know, what's up with that? It doesn't say exactly, but it may be uh, a way that Jesus was trying to inspire faith in the man. We see that faith is linked to the miracles in Mark and Jesus even uh, maybe wetting the man's appetite of what he would do and, and drawing out his faith. Another could be Jesus just highlighting, hey, I'm the one that's doing this for you. And you even see Jesus in verse 34 looking up to heaven. I think the idea there is prayer and even Jesus being dependent on God and showing that to this man in that. But the man is healed and it's not kept secret. It is proclaimed. And I love what they say about what Jesus did. He has done all things well. Can you not say that today? Jesus Christ has done all things well. So let's pursue him from the heart. Tradition can't change our heart. It can't cover hypocrisy, but Jesus Christ can change the heart. And Jesus Christ can turn a hypocrite into a new creation because he has done all things well. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.